Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. <laughs> oh, mm. it's good chewing. Yeah, what'd you eat? Christmas cookies. Oh, nice. Early, huh? Dipping in? Well, you know, it's not that early. I mean, Christmas is next week, bro. It's like nine days. What's the date today? Wednesday the 16th. Shit, bro. Nine days. Dude, nine days. On the ninth day of Christmas. La, 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 la. A partridge in a pear tree. Can you sing that whole song? I could if I had had to think about it. it. Nine ladies dancing. Eight maids are milking. Seven swans are swimming. Six geese are laying. Five golden rings. Four calling birds. Three French hens. Two turtle doves. And a partridge in a pear tree. Wow, that's pretty good, man. Merry Christmas, everybody. Impromptu. You know what? I bet we could just cut the uh, cut out right now, and everybody would be totally satisfied. You think? Yeah. Dude, like, I listened to the greatest podcast this week. It's so easy. It's like, you know, a lot of times I listen to those podcasts after like, you know, 20 minutes, I get bored. Yeah, this, this one was 30 seconds long. Short and sweet. They went into uh, a pear tree. Mm-hmm. They harmonized. Off the dome. They harmonized. And I felt satisfied. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, what was I eating? I, I was eating anything I could get my mouth around. Oh. Because okay. I, I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, I was, like, rushing out of the house. Sure. And phone calls happening. Boy. And uh, then I came here right away after yep. dropping my kids off at school. Life's busy. I didn't eat anything. I know. I had, a, I had 32 ounces of water. Good for you. You rehydrating? Huh? You rehydrating? I am rehydrating. Good. Um, did you have a good time in San Diego this past weekend? I had a great time in San Diego. It was fun doing new shows, man. We did all new material. People, yep. uh, we didn't want to say that to people in advance, like it's going to be all new stuff. Yeah. Because what that really means is we're trying out new material. Right. There could be d- some dead spots. Yep. But uh, there wasn't one dead spot. Not one dead spot. I guess that means we're professionals. Yeah. But I enjoyed doing some new comedy. For oh, I the loved folk. it. I loved it. We had. Our, you know what that means? We're ready to do a new tour. Yeah, let's go back on the road, bro. Yeah, but we fil- we filmed our second special. Yeah, and uh, let's do a third one. I wonder if the, I hope the Chew Crew comes out. I was, you know what? We had a couple because we told people we we're going to have Chew Crew T-shirts. I know. What's the deal, show. bro? Come on, it's my fault. It's my fault. You taking the you taking the uh, uh, fall on your sword on this one? Well, there's no one else uh, to blame. Sure, you're right. There's, uh, you know, it's like I'm the merch guy. Yep. And um, I was in New York mm-hmm. working very hard. Okay. And I simply forgot to tell the merch people. To come with the shirts. To send somebody with all the stuff. But you won't do that now as we move out into the country and go on tour. You'll remember, you'll remember now, right? I'll remember. Okay. I'll remember. Okay. That last week was exceptional. Okay. So that's good. That's Because uh, I think the two crew want some shirts, man. And how could they not? These shirts are beautiful. They're awesome. Are they on the site yet? No. Nope. I don't think so. Will they be for Christmas? I guess we're getting too close. We're getting pretty close. Nine and days. I don't think our... Um, I got to do some Christmas shopping. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's my big takeaway from this conversation is like, I love the true crew. Yeah. But I get got to get some shopping. Oh, boy. But well, you know what, though? I know we have a bunch of new Super Trooper shirts. Oh, good. Um, including two Farva shirts, which is unprecedented. You know who told me about that? Who? My mom. She did? Yeah. What'd she say? She said, there are two great new Farva shirts on the on the on your store. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you do it. Hit, hit them up. Yeah, get some. You don't want my mom to be our only customer, though, right? Everyone's oh, no. Gotta, no. Everyone's got to get those things. No, no. It's going, like, you know, Farva, I mean, I don't know why we just don't put Johnny Chimpo and Farva on everything. Do I get an extra cut? Yeah, dog. I do? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you do. I mean... That, no, would, I, that would cause a real problem within Broken Lizard if we started doing that shit. Like... Whatever characters you get, you get the percentage of whatever character sells. Hey, man, it's just incentive to do a better job. I know, but I mean, then, then you know, there'll be a lot of spotlight grabbing. You know what I'm saying? Sure, people like writing good lines for themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, you do need a setup man for the joke man, and we all have done it. Sure, but you know, I mean? um, you know it's um, if you had five Farvas in a movie, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good of a movie. Uh, true, because it would be, like, too painful to watch. <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah, but you can't everyone talking past that, each other. Although that is a conversation that we have always had in the group. It's like we all do prefer to play the characters. It's more fun to be a funny, funny, fun character as opposed to being the straight man, yes. Yeah, it's like I enjoyed playing Juan Castillo and Finkelstein much more than right. I enjoyed playing Connor Rose in The Slam and Salmon. Sure, and I, I enjoyed Farva more than I enjoyed, say, uh, Rich Parente in The Slam and Salmon. Sure. Or Lars Brunkhorst. Sure, whereas Brunkhorst. like Stolhansky and Chandra Sekar, I'm sure enjoyed playing Guy and Zongo, respectively. Right. As opposed to... Uh, you know, Stolhansky and Beer Fest. Jan von Wolfhausen. Yeah. And then has Jay ever played a straight man? Uh, Thorny? Thorny's kind of a straight man, no? Or no? I, I guess so. Yeah. But the interesting thing here is that there's actually four new shirts. Okay. There's one Mac. Yeah. Good enough to fuck your mother. In right. The mm-hmm. There's two Farvas. Right. And there's one Thorny. Okay. And I we actually picked them out for all five guys. Got it. So mm-hmm. they're going to come. They're going to come. Got it. But... Um, Collect them all. Yeah, yeah, collect them all, <laughs> including two farmers. It's, collect them all. But I, I just feel bad because I was like, uh, I'm hoping our general disdain for for all things uh, ourselves m- means that like Stolhansky and Soder won't go to visit the site oh. for, for the next month. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I wouldn't Because their shirts aren't up yet. Their shirts well, you aren't. you can't. You got to roll them out. You got to roll them out. Right. Save the best for last. Yeah. Right, fellas? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thank you, San Diego, for a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Should we say a little quick something? I know a lot of people were asking us about the status of Super Troopers, too. Should we say a little something real quick to the crew? Do it. Okay, so for those, I mean, I think we've talked about it a couple times, but I, I know some people still have questions about what's up with the uh, with the shooting of the film. So uh, 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 basically what happened was we shot a couple of weeks in, in this year, in this calendar year, for a number of reasons, mostly for weather, because we knew we were going to shoot this movie more in the wintertime, and we wanted to get out there and shoot uh, all of our exteriors, all of our road work before it snowed. Mm-hmm. So that's why we started shooting. Now we stopped. Yeah. And then after the new year, uh, we're going to uh, reschedule and go back out and finish shooting the movie. So we're, uh, you know, we're like a quarter of the way there. We got a little more. We got to do more after the, f- the new year, and then uh, hopefully we'll finish it. And uh, I would imagine around this time next year is when we'd finish it. Yeah. Like finish, not finish shooting, but finish editing it to the point where you could watch it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. So for those who are asking, yes, we did start shooting and we shot some great stuff. We had some great people and some great cameos and some really funny shit. We have stopped for the holidays and the winter. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to resume again. Yes. So boom. Precisely. That's the update. That's the update. So tell your friends. If you guys uh, are part of our Indiegogo team and, you know, just know that that's, uh, we're still working hard. We're still working hard on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have expressed a little uh, bit of um, dissatisfaction about the fact that uh, they contributed to the Indiegogo campaign and they haven't received um, some of the perks yet. A lot of people have, though. Well, all the perks that we can send have been sent. Oh, the ones that are sent are, are the after the movie shot. Ones. Yeah, there's a you know I posters. Well, the posters is one that's like a gray area. I think a lot of people are like, why can't we have the poster? And it's like uh, there is no poster. We don't have one. Right. It hasn't been designed yet. Yeah, um, and that is actually the studio that will design that. Right. Um, and you know, obviously, um, we haven't scheduled the beer fest events simply because. Nope, Chicago is scheduled. Chicago is scheduled. February twenty seventh. Yeah. But um, we haven't... Uh, there are other ones to schedule, though. Yeah, we have to... We don't want to schedule something, plan it, and then have to reschedule it if Super Troopers lands in that spot. Got it. So right. everybody just be aware of that. Okay. Enough business, Lemmy. I got to pleasure? Let's get to the pleasure. Okay. Now, last week... Yeah. Our topic was... Yeah. Things I suck at. Yeah. Things I suck at. A tough topic for me. And appa- apparently you... Suck at being funny on that topic. Well, it was more you who sucked okay. at being funny okay. than me. Okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not Just really kidding. bickering. Just we're not kidding. really bickering. So this week, the companion piece is things I'm great at. Oh, your list must be off the charts. I don't. I didn't have enough paper. Okay. Well, why don't you start? Things I'm great at. What are you great at, Kev? As opposed to things I suck at. Besides warming up a room with your hot air. I am great at that. You are great at that. I am great at that. Hot That's air. not on my list. Hot air that comes out of all holes. Hot air expulsion. 
Yeah, you are excellent at hot air spot. You're an excellent bloviator. <laughs> I am very good at that. Yeah. All right, you want me to start? You, so yeah. things I'm great at. Yes. We're going to nail some things I'm great at. Dude, do it. Uh, I am great at board games. Okay, not better than I'm me. I'm great at board Yeah, I am, Okay, actually. not better than me. I am. Like, uh, I am so good at board games. Like, my kids won't play board games with me. I have made my kids cry so many times from board games uh, so because they can't win. So you can beat your kids? No, so here's what, I, here's what happens, see? Okay. I kick the crap out of them and my wife. Then they try to find a champion. Right, so they try to find another adult, yeah. Whether it's a friend, another family member, my parents, whatever it is, my my siblings, whatever it is, they try to bring in another adult in to defeat me and be their champion, and it they it never happens. Why have they not contacted me? I don't know. The answer has been sitting under their noses the whole I time. I don't know. I think you'll lose too. Like, what games are you talking about? You name it, bro. Yeah, you name it. What game? You, you name it, bro. What game are you talking about? Uh, God, what did we play the other day that I just, I just creamed him at? Stratego? No, nah, you can't really, oh. it's more like multiple player games. Stratego's oh, like, like a one-on-one game. Like, um... Like Boggle. You ever play Boggle? I would fucking work you I am Boggle. the greatest Boggle player that has Boggle, ever lived. dude. You know what this is like? It's like the people who come up and challenge me to beer chugs, yeah. uh, uh, at the shows. When they're so confident and then they challenge you and they can't even like finish a sip of your beer, that's how it would be if you and I played Boggle. Oh, my God. Like, you're so confident about it, but when it comes down to it, you would be fucked. Okay, well, let's say this. Let's do this right here. Let's make a bet. Okay. I will fucking smoke you at Boggle. Okay. 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 I'm the best Great. Boggle player on this fucking planet. Uh, I'm surprised. You must be second best Boggle player. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down on my <laughs> list because it's so obvious. Oh, is that right? Yeah, everybody. The whole true crew knows it. Okay. Uh, but all board games, Monopoly, Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Kev. I don't remember <laughs> how to play that one. Damn. Multiplayer board games. Boom. You're boned. Okay, multiplayer. Parcheesi? You play yeah, sure, Parcheesi. Life, the game of life? Sure, life. Shoots and ladders, does that count? Yeah, it's a little simple. Candyland, does that those, count? Those ones are a little, there's not really anything to them. Okay, so, so you're, I mean, it's like I feel bad for your kids. They don't even, I mean, you're teaching them, like, the art of losing. That's good. Teach I guess you? so. But are you, do, you, do you think I should lose on purpose? No, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. No, like, no. Some people are. My dad. See, my dad and I used to play board games like like chess. Sure. And oh well. Hello. Yeah, I'm sure you don't even fucking know how to play that. I know how to play chess. I'd fucking work you. Uh, I don't think you would, but okay. Oh, so we'll so we'll do. We should pick three. We'll do Boggle. Okay. Because that's not a board game. That's just a game. It is. I mean, you. It's you know. You put it on a table. It's on a board. Okay, and then we'll play chess. Okay. Against each other. That'll be quick. Okay. I haven't played chess in. Uh, Excuses. Here they come, everybody. Two Twenty years. Here they come. Here they I come. used to play a good amount. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Like we're just glaring at each other. We're glaring at each other. Holy shit. There's a hot Look, topic. okay. I uh, uh, I mean, all I'm trying to tell you is what I'm great at, and all of a sudden you're getting all up in arms about it. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling this is... You're taking offense to it. You're uh, taking offense to me saying I'm great at board games. No, no, Kev. I'm actually not taking offense at it. I'm just trying to make this entertaining. You are. You are. And, um, and I'm, I'm surprised that you're... Knowing what a great gamer I am and what a mind I have, that yep. first of all, your wife wouldn't uh, immediately suggest me, and I'm surprised that uh, that the children wouldn't be like, "What about Uncle Steve?" Sure, you have to ask him. So I'll come in. I'm, I'm going to be there. like that loser Lemmy chant they like to throw at yeah. me. It's going to be gone. It's yeah. Well, maybe, but they they uh, they like to play their own game. You know, like uh, my son will just write down three three or four letters, yeah. even if they don't make a word, in the hopes that he is making a word. Okay. Like, uh, and then he'll just, uh, he'll write down like 20, you know, words, quote unquote. Sure. And then he'll be like, Bozat. Sure. It's You're like, no. Yeah. Zarp. Sure. No. Sizzwix. <laughs> it's big in Poland. Yeah, no. Uh, but he, he, he's good natured about it. He's just hoping he'll nail one. You, you know sure what I mean? Zart isn't a, uh, a, a word? Uh, I said Zarp. Oh, Zarp. Okay. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> Zart, I believe. Oh, because Zart is a word. Because Zart is a word. Now, Zart is a name of one of the elf name suggestions in the Elf on the Shelf book. Oh. Zart. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you'd win that board game. The Elf. Trivial Pursuit. I'm great at that. I'm really good at that, too. All right. Board games. <laughs> You're up. Okay. I am great at video games. Really? I, I would think that you would... Uh you're not very good at variety, though, but that's okay. I don't mind. Variety? Yeah. Oh, you mean like I should come up with something else? Yeah, like a different whatever. But no, we can talk about that. Okay. I know you are great at video games. And um, it was funny because this weekend, we were in San Diego. Yeah. They had a vi- they had a, one of those video game consoles in the green room. It's a new thing. Yeah, a little Like tabletop. one of those tabletop ones. Yeah. And sometimes it became hard to communicate with you. Yeah. Because you would be distracted 
Like all, like there were a few times where it was like five minutes to go on, and I had, was like asking you questions about our our performance. Yeah, but you were busy playing joust. Yeah, yeah. No, you were trying. It was it was because it was also one of the ones that was um, that had n- like twenty and one. Sure. And take, How do you feel about those? Are those, a, are those bullshit or are those okay? No, they're good. They're good. Okay. I mean, but the the problem is, this one was. It's not set up properly in that green room. It was a tabletop one, but they didn't have a cha- they didn't have chairs for it. They yeah. had a couch, yeah. so it was like the couch wasn't high enough for you to get a good angle on the board. So then you right. had to stand up, but then there's like a a glare. There's a glare, and it's like you're you get kind of lean, you're bending over, hurt your legs, the whole thing. You're getting- you wouldn't have been able to break the Robotron world record in that position. No. Plus, the joysticks weren't necessarily right for. They weren't up to snuff. No, they weren't. They weren't. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was fine at it. But sure. How did you get so great at video games? Like, what is it like? A just time spent in childhood, or what? Well, my hand-eye coordination is excellent. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't mind saying. And uh, Here, the way I look at it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Answer the question. The way me. I look at it, yeah. No, just for me, it's like there are certain things in life that I know I could be great at, but I don't, or at least good at it. But I don't. I know it. It, it requires uh, expending time on it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think video games, golf, uh, is another example. Sure. Maybe chess even is another example Love of making. like Love making. Yes, if you do it uh if you put the time in you become very good at it. Yeah. Like anything. Listen, I, you know, it, it always broke my heart when ESPN would actually broadcast the highlights from the um Guitar Hero World Championships. Right. Okay. And you'd see those poor like nerds of which I am one, idiots yes. as yep. well, like ripping it on the highest level of difficulty on Guitar Hero. And you're sure. like, if you just spent that much time playing the real guitar, <laughs> you could be that good on the real guitar, too. You'd be Eddie Van Halen, bro. Yeah, you know, it's like you're not getting any, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you sure set your priorities there. But did you, as a kid, did you spend all a lot of time playing video games? Well, the thing, the thing was that, like... Or even natural I was aptitude. Ki- no, no, when I was a kid is when video games were exploding. Sure. The coin ops were exploding. Me too, I was there. The home system. And we had, uh, like... Atari. Well, so my best friend, Eddie Bellin. Yeah. He had every game. He was... Right. We've had him on the podcast. We've had him on the podcast. And he was a rich kid who had, like... He had Atari and television, ColecoVision, Apple II, all in, like, different Jesus. stations Jesus. Okay. So we would just go there and, like, you know, we were... Uh, you know, we would just play video games all night long. And that's where you learned to steal, too. I... Well, I went there <laughs> to steal video games from him. That's how we became <laughs> right. friends. Right. Cartridge. Right. Atari cartridges. Sure. Because I had I had purchased an Atari, I had, I had earned money to purchase an Atari, and then didn't realize that you had to buy the games too, and those were expensive. Yeah, sure. And he had like triple they get you. triple uh, copies of each, right? Because he was so rich that he would just like he would lose one. I mean, it, it would be like under a cushion or something, or under the you know like under some clothes. Right. He'd send the cleaning lady out to get him a new copy. Right. And the cleaning lady would have like you know he'd he'd like, he'd whip off like we were like thirteen he'd like whip off a few papers you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and sent her out to get what he what he wanted. Right? Could Did he, he know that you were stealing video games from him? No, no, he didn't. Okay, that's too good. Now thing. he does. Yeah, oh yeah, and and, and yeah. Even don't really you think he kind of knew though? Or no, he he was oblivious. Dude, I'm too good of a thief. Okay, that is something I'm great at. That's stealing. something I'm great at stealing. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And curbing and stealing. Yeah, no, we'll talk about stealing. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you, I'll I am a great fucking thief. That'll be my next one. Okay, so but video games. So so it's a matter of you you, you as a kid. It was the right time. You put a lot of time into it. You find you were very good at it. Yeah. Did you ever enter any like official competitions or anything like that? I don't know. The the real irony was that um, when the some the year I went off to boarding school. Yeah. Because uh, for you know basically for stealing. Yeah. Go ahead. For uh, buying a term paper. <laughs> right. Um, right. The the candy shop around the corner from my high school. Right. Farrell's Smoke Shop. Where Farrell's Smoke Shop is the candy shop where kids hang out. Yeah, and, then, and I used to buy my cigarettes there and yeah. smoke cigarettes <laughs> there. And um, Great. we'd be in there, and they had like six coin-op games. Yeah. And we'd go in there, and like Robotron was in there, but like that was the most popular game, and I owned that fucking thing. Yeah. And it was the kind of thing where I'd be playing, and like 20 kids would be behind me watching, and like I'd do some moves and be like, whoa, whoa. Like people couldn't believe it. No, I, I, it still happens. We were in that place in uh, Denver. Yeah. And we went to those bars that had a arcade thing, barcade, barcade, and you're you're kicking some ass robot and attracting a little little crowd. Yeah, 
Because you still got some of those moves. I still got some. I still got yeah. some. Yeah. But um, so the year I left for boarding school, at the at, they didn't know I was not going. You know, the people at Farrell Smoke Shop were not keeping track. Sure. Of my uh, of my academics. <laughs> but no, they, they weren't. They. For the, uh, Little Stevie, how you doing? Well, they did. Know I'll me. tell you what. You get an A, I'll give you a pack of cigarettes. Oh, they did. They did know me that way. They like I knew the whole crew. Sean Spratt, he was, uh, you know, there was Sean Farrell. <laughs> okay. Uh, John Farrell, like they were all the Farrells who owned it. They're Irish, right? German sure. Irish. I know some Farrells. Yeah. But uh, they got two Robotron machines in there, and they had a contest. Okay. And it was going to be, like one of the machines, you know, because you can enter. There are a hundred high scores on there. Yeah. And at the uh, by a certain date, they were going to take for each entry. They would put your name into a hat. Mm-hmm. So if you had, and I had like on the real machine, I had like seventy five of the entries of the all time right. entries. Right. Right. And um, they were going to put all the names in a hat and then pull one out. And if you if they pulled your name out, you won the game. And the actual so, game. The actual stand up game. And so like I found out about that while I was at boarding school. It was it broke my heart because I knew and who that, won like. Petey Stinger, he stunk, right? There was a, there were two other guys that were good at Robotron. There's a guy named John Green, who I was friends with, and there was a guy from like the neighborhood, I guess, who yeah. heard about this. Yeah, and it was between the two of them, and and the other guy actually won. <sighs> Could you be both of them? I was the best. Okay, I know. Okay. I was the best. Okay, okay. My high scores were like, you know, it was like I was like the Wayne Gretzky, right? You know, like Wayne Gretzky, like Mark Messier is the second on the all-time points list. And the number of points Mark Messier has is still less than the number of assists Wayne Gretzky has. Right. That's the way I was. Okay. Yet uh, you've had a stand-up Robotron machine in your house for probably 15 years. Yeah. And it maybe has worked for like a month. Yeah, not even. It's broken. i got to get it fixed. You've been sitting there for 15 years. But uh, it's like I, I don't have the time to play my, you know, my um, PlayStation or my Wii. Right. And... Um, you know, it's like I, I I don't have time to do it anymore. But it's not going to. It's not. It it's doesn't. It's not going to fix itself. Yeah, but it's also you're not going to spend the time fixing it. You can just get someone to fix it. No, I know that. But and then, then it's there. It. But then I'm not going to play it. I bet you will. I might. I might. I remember the. I remember the, like the the four days when it was operational. Dude, I had blisters on the inside yeah. of my fingers. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Video games. Great video games. What do you got? Uh, I am great at swimming. Okay. I'm a great swimmer. Okay. Would you say there is a buoyancy uh, advantage? Um, like a blubber thing? Just a, like a lot of air in there. Um, Big lungs? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of air. There's definitely some blubber in there. You say the fact that you're a whale has anything to do with it? Oh, God, let me. <laughs> but I grew up on the ocean. You did. And uh, I wasn't going to make the whale joke and say you said the blubber thing. Yeah, I, was, well, I was trying to make an indirect joke. You just lungs. went right. You just... You just hit it with a sledgehammer because that's what you do. You. Somebody spell it out. That's what you do. Um, no, I grew up on the uh, on the ocean. Yep, and uh, spent a lot of time in the ocean. Okay, and uh, just, I'm just a great swimmer. Okay, and uh, I don't think I get enough credit for it. But I'll tell you this: uh, uh, one thing that always kind of bugged me a little bit. Yeah, um, this is one of those things that sticks in my craw a little bit because yeah. I'm such a good swimmer. Yeah, uh, when we were uh, working on Club Dread. Yeah. And what happens is, you know, we were shooting and we had a second unit shooting at the same time. So mm-hmm. we were doing our scenes. They had stunt people shooting other parts of the movie, in particular the boat stuff and the, yeah. the stuff at the end, the water, all the water stuff at the end. Yeah. And um, I ended up watching the dailies. Uh, and my stunt double, who I'm not going to say his name, although I've said his name in the past, but I won't say it. He's a sure. great guy. Sure. I love him. Yeah. But he was not as good of a swimmer as I am. Okay. Well, why? What? Why are you waiting till just now to get some braggadocio going about this topic? Because, like, this is the first time I've ever heard you boast. Because I'm not a braggart, Steve. So anyway, what I'm saying is I watched that footage, and the dude couldn't really swim as well as I did, yet was representing me, yet uh, people who watch that movie will think that's me. Sure. And it kind of bugged me a little bit. Because I'm a better swimmer than that. It's funny because I had, like, the reverse thing when we made... Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. There's the rugby scenes at the end when, you know, I was doing my own stunt work. No big deal. And Because uh, <laughs> we made the movie for $250,000. I'm just saying. Okay. Go. And uh, there, are, there are wide shots of yeah. me being chased yep. by the villain of the movie. Right. And even in those wide shots, I'm so much faster 
you can actually see the distance between us uh, getting larger. Right. Which, in theory, is not the way it should go. He should actually be gaining on me. Sure. I never thought about that, yeah. But I and was, ultimately, he does catch you and beat the crap That's out of the you. thing. Is right. that like if, but if you look at the wide shot, you'd be like, no, he couldn't catch him. He's gone. The kid's gone. Maybe you uh, off-screen did one of those bad moves like you decided to climb a tree. You know, sure. And then he just put, yanked the tree down, ran into an alley that uh, had no way. <laughs> right, out. It was a dead right. End. That's probably what happened. You know? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, yeah, Kev. It's uh, it's funny that you say that. One, you've never really uh, in all the years I've known you, you've never really. You know, it's like like Jay and Rob Baracci, uh, one of our DPs, and I, because Jay was always bragging about how fast he was, and he yep. and Baracci were always bragging about how fast they were, and then. I got in on their race, and I beat them both. Right. They both were... Uh, you were like the third wheel. Yeah. Because they had so much of a fight going on, who's faster. Yeah. That they were going to have a foot race, and you jumped in for the hell of it. And yeah. And beat them both. Yeah, exactly. Right. And um, I'm just surprised that I haven't... Although, this summer, actually, you had like uh, 20 family members over, and I remember yeah. there was a big a big relay race in the pool. Yeah, and I was great. And you were great, Kev. Yeah. You're a great swimmer, dude. Thanks, bro. Dude, you're awesome. All right. So I'm a great swimmer. People don't know that. But yeah. They, if they looked at me, they wouldn't think that. I didn't I know that. Strong swimmer. Strong. But, you know, it's like you're all upper body with strong lower legs. Yeah. You have a swimmer's body. But I'm also elegant in the water. Yeah. What people haven't seen you do is that uh, little, like, the dolphin flip. At, when exactly. you get to the end of the pool. You do, exactly. And then you do, the, like, the dolphin kick. Exactly. To accelerate. I can also breathe out of my asshole. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay. Okay, great. Go. I'm what great do you got? at stealing. I'm great at stealing. Stealing. <laughs> I'm great at stealing. But what, like stealing items from stores or stealing Steal from your friends or anything, what? Anything, dude. Stealing anything. the limelight? <laughs> <laughs> stealing hearts? Stealing hearts, bro. <laughs> I stole a house. What? It was... Um, Maybe you stole a house. When we were 16. Yeah. Andy Bellin and I, it was his, uh, his birthday. He's born on 4th of July. Yep. And for his 16th birthday, you know, obviously he got a car because he was a rich kid. Sure. Okay. And so we drove out to the Hamptons. Okay. And there was a girl. I won't say her name. Yeah. But we were crashing at her house for the night, and she was also a wealthy, a wealthy girl. And she made the mistake of trusting us, and she said, uh, she said, yeah, I'm leaving uh, to go meet my parents in like so and so in the morning. When rich you guys- girl. Rich girl. A rich girl. Okay. This is their summer house. Uh, in, no, of in course. One of the Hamptons in Southampton. One I think. of many, I'm and sure. She, and she said, uh, you guys just lock up and uh, and bring the key to my friend so-and-so's house. Okay. And so, but we had no, we were going to go out there for the long weekend. We had no place to stay. And we were in this house the next day and we hit this key. We were like, why don't we just go drop off the key, but leave the doors unlocked. We'll just come right back and stay here all weekend, <sighs> which is what we did. Oh, boy. And so we came back, and actually, we and we had parties there, like you know, like we would go into town and bring people back there. Sure. And, just, and what do you care about that house? Well, we cleaned it up perfectly, and in fact, we actually wanted them to know that we were there, and so we left a case of marshmallow fluff in the fridge. Case, huh? Yeah, a case. Um, I also stole like uh, when I was in high school out in Colorado. I was at an outdoor, uh, I was at a mall, an indoor mall. Okay. And it was like, you know, like at the boarding school I went to, we took a um, a school bus, like you'd sign out for the day. Yeah. And take a school bus into uh, into Colorado you mean Springs. you jump on the school bus and go? Not yeah, yeah. drive like, the like, school bus. No, the school had a school bus. Okay. And you'd sign up for the day trip and then you'd get on the school bus and, and you'd get driven into Colorado Springs and then you could all, you and your friends could do whatever you wanted. And a bunch of us went to a mall. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, this is the this is the 80s. Right. Um, and so it wasn't like security was high tech, but they still had, you know, security guards. Sure. And I went by a big electronics store. And I was just walking through and I noticed that, like, the way they were, the inventory was actually out on the floor. And uh, I went up to the, the guy at the, at the register. I was like, oh, do you have an extra shopping bag? He's like, yeah, sure, man. And he just gave me a shopping bag. And then, like, I went, you know, like I was walking through the store, in the store, opened up the bag, put it down between my legs, was looking at the inventory put it down into the into the bag. I'd scoped out the location that I wanted to get. Cased, you cased the joint? I cased. I stole a boom box. Walked out of there with it. Do you know how terrible that is? And Do you know how bad that is? Well, here's the really yeah. bad thing. But cool. the thing is, I was Robin Hood because I already had a boom box. Yeah. So oh, you were Robin Hood. Okay. I got to the van, and, and I like I, I did it for sport. Right. And I said, all right, who wants it? Who You know, I'm going to give it to one of you. Like, who wants it? Right. And uh, like, one of, like they had a big, like... Some girl wanted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, but what happened is then a police car pulled up to okay. the bus, and my heart started pounding. Yeah. And what happened? There was they actually had another kid from my school in the back. Uh huh. And he had gotten caught at a candy store. Oh boy! Stealing one of those little bracelets, the candy bracelets go, that go around your wrist. <laughs> right. One of those twenty-five cent yeah. things. He yeah. got caught stealing that. Yeah. And got put on probation at the school. Huh. Anyway, that was the irony of that. Wow. And I've stolen many more things. Well, let me ask a question because I, you know, I've never been concerned about being caught or anything. I just think it's not fair to take someone else's shit that's not yours. What is your mindset on this? Like, why do you, you know, steal? I mean, it's not it's not fair to the person yeah. that you're stealing from. Well, I'm afraid, Kevin, as I've spoken of before. Yeah. I always felt I was a have not. Okay. When I grew up, and and what I deserve I, this shit. What I always is mine. Was people around me, yeah. who had a lot of stuff, and and I didn't. Right. On the other hand, I also saw a lot of people being robbed by big corporations. Okay. Okay. And people that, and injustices. Do you see how you're talking yourself into this? I don't mind. I don't mind. What would you? I mean, your mom was a, you're, you're a good person. Like, what would my mom was a wonderful? person. What would and she fact, think about that? Kind and in of fact, shit? they did. The thing, like, I remember when I was a kid, I stole a pack of baseball cards from the supermarket. Yeah. And I was racing my sister home, and it fell out of my pocket. And mm-hmm. my dad found it, and he was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I don't know. And he was like, did you steal this from the uh, supermarket? I was like, no. And he's like, you are coming back with me right now. And we went to the manager, and he said, I want you to bring the baseball cards to the manager and apologize to for uh, stealing the baseball cards uh, to him. And I went up and I said, I'm sorry I stole these baseball cards. And he said, that's okay, son, but don't do it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think I learned my lesson. Right. But I didn't. Right. Yeah. But you can't say it's, I've seen big corporations ripping off other people, so therefore I should be able to do that. That's not an argument. Well, listen, I, I, I don't, I never really did like the mom and pop stealing thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like, you know, like when I worked at the record store. Yeah. I relieved them of about 500 CDs. Sure. And that was, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, they uh, made a lot of money. <laughs> That's your argument? I, I'm not saying it's right. Right. I'm just saying I'm good at it. I mean, you also deny the artist, right, from his uh, his piece of that pie? He doesn't get the revenue of the. Of no, that? he already got it. He already got it. Because the, the HMV bought, bought it? The store bought it. Okay. Yeah, the artist is cool. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, no, no. He gets his, and he's, you know, the artist, they're, in fact, if anything, I'm helping the artist. Because what's happening is the inventory is running low on that thing by one each time. I'm helping them by one. <laughs> that means, because I was also the buyer. Okay, so you, you now you're talking yourself into this one, too. I'm just answering your question. So what happens right, is, right. like, when, at the time, like, when the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, right. CD, when we, when we got to the last one, we were getting low. Mm-hmm. I, I would buy them in boxes of 30. Right. So if I buy one and that pushes us over the edge, they just made, I just bought 30 more uh, from them. Mm-hmm. That thing was flying off the shelves. Into your pocket. Um, yeah, well, listen, that's, <laughs> you know, th- but they, uh, I mean, they. How are you going to do, like, what, when your kids steal, like, what, I mean, don't you, th- are you going to make up some excuse about the man keeping me down, or are you going to impress upon them how it's a wrong, it's wrong? No, I'm going to tell them it's wrong. Okay. Believe me, I don't. I I don't. I didn't ask to have the criminal mind. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I didn't. Okay, Kev. Where did it come from then? Not your parents. You tell me. Not your parents. Not for me either. Okay. I didn't make a decision you're to a become victim. a criminal. You're a victim, is what you're saying. I didn't. I'm a victim of circumstance. I didn't decide to become a criminal. Mm-hmm. All I saw was that I had nothing, and everybody else. You had. did decide to become a criminal. You walked up to that clerk and asked for a spare shopping bag. It's not easy. And then right. walked over and stole the boombox and walked easy. out of the store with it's it. It's not easy. You did decide to do that. But you know, I also might have a mania, Kev. I okay. also might have because sometimes I just like to lift things. Like you remember at, at your guy's house on Broom Street mm-hmm. one night, like I lifted the paintings off the wall and brought them back to my house. Right. And in the morning, like, Shane Rosecker was like, where's my paintings? <laughs> right. And then called me up, and they're like, Lemmy, did you steal our paintings? I was like, I did. Right. And so then I brought them back the next day. I just have a mania. Okay. I might okay. be a kleptomaniac, but I've never stolen from you. God, I hope not. You know, you've got a lot of nice things. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, for instance, 
you're in the DGA, so you get a few extra screeners. Uh, yeah, I and, do. Uh, you know, I've never just stolen them from you. You can't. You'd be violating your your union uh, law. Yeah, it would be punishable. But listen, you know, some like what is the law anyway? The law laws change. Oh boy, what does that mean? Meaning when the gut when it's convenient for the government. That's that's not true. Oh yes, it is. Was convenient for the government laws. Listen, change. I talk about that whole ticket scalping thing. Ticket scalping was illegal until Madison Square Garden and places like that could actually do it online. Now you can, if you own season tickets, you can mark them up to ten thousand dollars a piece. What's that do with the government? Well, because that's still scalping, but now the government can actually monitor the sale of it and they can tax it, and mm-hmm. so that, that's legal. It's legalized scalping. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on, okay. Kev. Okay. There are a lot of holes in your argument, but let's move on. That's fine. Listen, listen, man. I, I didn't make the system. The system made me. I know. I know you did. I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. I know it. All right, what are you good at? <laughs> you mean what am I great at? Yeah, what are you great at? Don't, I, say, don't say legal work. Uh, no, I won't. I will say uh, I am great at sleeping. Oh, man. And it's not a uh, not the, uh, not how much sleep, because I, I often don't sleep that many hours. Yeah. But when I do sleep, yeah. I am fucking great at it. You are great at it. I've slept in enough rooms. I've, I've even slept in beds with you. I've slept yeah. shoulder to shoulder with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there are not too many places I have not slept with you. Right. Except in your marital bed. I've never slept with you there. You mean when my wife's not there or, or with there. my wife? Or there. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> I've never true. been in that bed, I don't think. That's true. My, my babies have. Yeah, go. you can go take a lay down. Okay, well, y- y- you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed that about you. I've often, like, the other th- excellent thing about you is that, like, while you may bring a neck pillow, yeah, like your your ability to sleep vertically is uncanny. Okay, yes, and it's because yes. your your neck doesn't have a high degree of uh, of right. pivot or rotation. Yeah, there's not a long neck. There's not. Yeah, so it doesn't require. It's not giraffe like, or it'll flop over one way or the other. No, it's like a cube on a bigger cube. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, um, I've always noticed that about you. I used to be not great at napping. Yeah. Or not great at falling asleep until I had kids. And now it's like, if you tell me on command, nap right now, I can close my eyes and go to sleep. Because it's strategic, right? Strategic nap. I'm just exhausted. Oh, I see, I see. I see. I'm exhausted. Like me, I can, no matter what, I can go into bed and my head hits the pillow and I go to sleep. Yeah. Like, I'm not a tosser and turner. I'm not a person who lazes and looks at the ceiling and thinks about shit. I go to fucking sleep. And then I wake up. When my alarm goes off. Yeah. That's when I wake up. There is. I will say this, though, and I, I don't know if I've ever told this story before on the podcast, but yeah. your body does not stop functioning while you sleep. What do you mean? What do I mean? My, I mean like Kevin's body. Kevin's body. Right, Kevin right, Kevin's right, right, body right, does right, not stop functioning. Right, and I remember right, a time right. when we were sleeping, Ted, Griff, Ted Griffin, the screenwriter, yep. who we've had on the podcast, we were uh, crashing at his house, and you and I were in, one of, in the room with two twin beds, mm-hmm. and you had fallen asleep, and I was in the other bed awake. And all of a sudden, I heard like it was like voing. It like it was like you farted into the mattress, and it, right. like it sounded like a like you had you damaged one of the springs. <laughs> the coil uh, yeah. popped, and in your sleep, I heard you giggle in your sleep. Right, and then about thirty seconds later, the smell made it over to my side of the bed, and I was like, ah, right. But then I thought it was hilarious that you had farted in your sleep and laughed in your sleep. Sure, that's a whole nother great at is farting. That's oh, a whole lot. I okay. wouldn't get to that. Yeah, okay, okay. But uh, but no sleeping. Uh, I am an efficient and strong sleeper. My wife is a very light sleeper. Uh, a couple of my kids are very light sleepers. Okay, but when I sleep, I sleep. That's so. a that's you know actually, Kevin. That's a great quality to have. It is. I'm very proud of it. Very yeah. happy about it. Because like because for me, what happens like when I get in bed sometimes is yeah. when my mind starts to race. Yeah. In a positive way, like I start to get creative in bed. Sure. And uh, which is probably why I'm a great lover, which is on my list too. Um, <laughs> okay. But. Uh, like that's like, uh, and I actually found it to be a curse sometimes because there were times where I was like, "Stop thinking about these things," and I like I would have the pad by my bed. I'd write shit down. I'd be yeah, like, that's why you just keep a little pad there, and then do, you write down, and then you don't think about anything. I you do, just but roll then I start over, go to sleep. More stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like when you start rolling and you start sure, but now it's like, close my eyes, bam, I'm asleep. Sure, sure. No, I've definitely gotten out of bed and written down things. You know, ah, I figured that out. Boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. But usually I'll just keep a little pad there by the bed. Yeah, so that you can expunge it from your head, and then turn and then roll over and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I hear you, dog. Okay, so great sleeper. You're a great sleeper. Thanks, man. Well, let me ask. You, why don't you tell the story? What's the best? What's the like craziest sleep you ever did? Like lengthwise? 
Um, just like like the, the craziest spot you ever fell asleep. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this sleep thing. Tell me. Tell me. When we were in, uh, this is a terrible. This is terrible. But when we were at Colgate, yeah, and they had uh, that thing called J term, yeah. And J term was basically the month of January. Mm-hmm. Between it's between the two semesters. Yeah, and for a while they eventually got rid of it. But for a while it would be like a one month intensive course that you would take. Yeah. Just one course for the month. Yeah, and they called it J term, and you had to do a certain number of those to graduate. But uh, so anyway, I I did one, and I think it was either, I think it was the year the guy who I whose course I took committed suicide. Okay. And uh, like like prior, and so they just gave us cre- anyone in his class. They gave him credit, right? And so basically, I didn't have to take the class, yeah. But I was just there, mm-hmm. and it was a fucking party time. J J term. That's why J term was when people fucking party. That's why they killed it. That's why they got rid of it. Yeah, because basically all these kids are on campus with one class, yeah, uh, and whatever you're just hanging out. So that J term for three weeks straight. I've n- I never saw sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Ever. Like I I would stay up all night. Yeah. We'd party, we'd drinking, whatever it is, go to bed and then wake up and like, you know, cuz the days are shorter. Yeah. If you wake up in the 4 o'clock, 4:30, 5 o'clock range and the sun sure, is down. Sure. And then you get up and do it again. I mean, it's probably 2 or 3 weeks of that never seeing the sun. Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's Your sleeping. Notice? Jane Hefferton, uh, I hope you just heard that. Pat Hefferton? Yeah, hey, what's sure. up, Pat? By the way, I told I'm Pat sure. I would give him a shout-out. Pat, okay. tell Jane um, probably not to listen to this episode. All right? Cool. I'm sure they don't care about it at this point. They probably don't. No. They probably don't. I did what I had to do there. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, survive. You got you to gotta get your sleep. Sure. You got to fit in, too. Make friends, make connections. Yeah. Socialize, bro. That's it. Hey, man. You know, social, in- social I had to in- learn skills so that I could make a movie about binge drinking. Social intercourse is important for that. You know how much material I got for Beer Fest, that J-term? All of it. A I lot. Think, I think a you wrote lot. the whole script. A I lot. I think you wrote the whole script. Maybe I did. Not in the daytime I didn't, though. Hell no. <laughs> but why, but why, you know, why do you want to talk to those, you know, those people when you'd be hanging out with the vampires? Yeah, right? All right, go. What do you got? Okay. You know what I'm great at? Great what? Is being friendly and conversing with strangers. Oh, I, I kind of had a similar one, but okay, yeah. Okay, because I have always known that you have always had a a gripe with me about. I think maybe you think I do it too often. Uh, I think you over converse with people. Go on. Like I think there are times when the conversation's over, and you want to get out of it, mm-hmm. and I certainly want to get out of it. Sure. And then you ask like another question, and it's and then which leads into more conversation. Maybe I'm insecure. I wonder if that's like I don't like uncomfortable silences. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But but I'm very good at making people making strangers feel welcome mm-hmm. um, in social situations. Yes, you are. You are. Oh, I am. I know it. You're very good at it. Oh, thanks, Kev. Well, it's also I think I think um, you know there are hard situations sometimes in the sense of like okay like for example when we do our shows right we do our live shows yeah and. Um, uh, we like to stay afterwards and say hi to everybody. Yes. But it's also like a very um, time-sensitive situation in the sense that you walk out there, there's 200 people who want to say hi and take pictures. You couldn't possibly talk to all those people for the amount of time that they would like for you to talk to them or you would like to talk to them, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, you have to be efficient at it. Sure. Where you, you say hi and you connect with that person and get a little something about who they are and then, yeah. you know. Move on to the next person. Sure. The next person. The next. Person. Although you know what I like about those those lines actually is that there are always people who have something interesting to say. Like there'll always be a few people who yep. like who keep you engaged and you have a conversation. It's like you maybe know somebody or they they listen to the podcast and they have a, a thing they want to tell you about. Yeah. Or yeah. that's how they met their wife. Or sure. They were stationed overseas and they did this love or that. whatever. It's all always great. I love that. Always great. I love that. Um, anyway, so. You know, we didn't get too many laughs out of this this one, but uh, that's something I'm excellent at. Okay, no, no, I, I get it, but I mean, like, uh, wh- why do you think? Where do you think that came from? Just do you think it's the knowing people, or do you think it's? Uh... I think it comes from my mother. Okay, I think it actually comes from both my parents. My mother. Well, my mother was very a very friendly person. Like she would actually, there was like a homeless man on the street who used to sing, and she would actually stop and sing a song with him. Right. Okay. And she was always very kind to everybody. Yeah. Obviously, we took we took. We were the family in New York City. We took a lot of stragglers in. Right. 
uh, at Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Yep. Um, and then also my dad was always like, you know, at the dinner table when we had those things, he was always the host. Okay. And would always tell jokes and was very like, was very uh, careful to include everybody, not just in his like niceties, but also an equal opportunity teaser. Like he would rag on everybody. Okay, quite good. Which, as you know, Shoot, I like to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true too. Although you know, I had one experience with your mom, and well, uh, well, now wait well, a wait, second. No, no seriously though, no, a real one. Which I told, I think I told you this about about you. But yeah, your mother was uh, very kind and and uh, and uh, great to talk to. Uh, except there was one time, I've told you this, right? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. There was one time where, um, it was when I was living uh, up on 96th Street. Right. And I was going to our office. Yeah. Which was down on the west side. Yeah. So it was a, you know, a two-subwayer, you know, and it was, it's a good 40-minute, you know, experience, right? Yeah. Uh, I got on, I was on my subway car, and then your mom got onto the same subway car as me. Uh-huh. Right next to me. Right. Just randomly at 86th Street or whatever yeah. it was. I was like, hey, how are you? You know, we shot the shit, whatever, yeah. had a conversation. And then at some point, we realized we were kind of going to the same place. Uh-huh. And so uh, it you, was like one of those, like... bastard. It, no, no, it was like <laughs> one of those 40-minute, like, I think your mom was done talking to me. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like, she had, she had had enough and was just wanted to get to where she wanted to get to. Right. Uh, and yet we, you know, got off and we had to walk to the connecting train the together. Shuttle. Sure, okay. the shuttle, and we got on the other train together, and we did that kind of stuff. And I, I always thought that was funny because I, I always thought that I, I had bored her at that point, and she was like, "Okay, I did, I did my hello, Kevin stuff, and it was time to move on." Sure, you know what I mean? Sure, but like we didn't mean to be subway buddies that day. Hey, listen, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes it happens. And it my, does. And my mom was generally pretty good. At, like my mom could uh, talk to anybody. Sure. And uh, including you, absolutely no, no, absolutely the likes of you, absolutely. Um, although I, I also remember the time that uh, I just feel like I stretched her boundaries of uh, of that in that situation. Um, I do remember the time that uh, at one of my live shows, yeah, because remember my parents used to come to all the live shows. Yep. That uh, in the opposite direction, you had that thing where you were saying that. Uh, oh no, my dad said. That he tapped you on the shoulder after the show to yep. like, introduce to some friends, <laughs> right? And he was like. He was pissed off. He was, he was like, and I tapped Ke- Kevin on the shoulder uh, to say hello to him. And he turns around and he looks at me like, who the fuck are you? Oh, man, he never forgave you for I that. I know, he never forgave me. But I do, in my defense, I think that was one of those situations where he had seen me on stage several times. And I don't know that we'd ever officially met at that point. Oh, you definitely had. I don't know that we had officially met. Oh, you I know definitely. that we would always be in the same rooms and stuff. But I, officially, I don't know if we officially met. And uh, we were certainly not friends yet. At excuses, that point. excuses. That was at the duplex. I mean, that was early. That was early, right? Duplex. But yes, I know that he has never forgiven me for that. Never. Okay, go. What do you got? I am great at proofreading. Okay, I cannot disagree with you on that. I'm great at proofreading. Like it's it's part partly the way my brain works. It's partly the way I've been trained. But I, uh, uh, you know, like when I worked in a law office for a while, that would be my job. Mm-hmm. And now I can't get past it. Like I uh, proofread all our scripts, and mm-hmm. I proofread, I, I, and I proofread ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Like if uh, if we have to make we make one change to a thing, I'm like, I'll just proofread it again, make sure it's okay, and then we'll send it yeah, into you the studio. Love proofreading. Yeah. But listen, proofreading is a great quality. Yeah. And it also provides us in Broken Lizard, or me as your side writing partner. Yeah. Um, little tidbits of joy. For instance, when I'm like, oh, I got some here. Do you not see this thing happening? Like, you missed this fucking thing? Sure. You stupid fucking <laughs> right. asshole. When I do miss that thing, oh. it gives you something to... Uh, and you miss them. Every yeah. script. Sure. You miss. Yeah, it's hard. You know, 120 pages, you're going to miss something. 120%, 100% right. of the time. Every um, time you read something, you might catch a new one, you know? But, uh, but uh, no, you know, I, I used to work in the law firm, and we would have to proofread these documents, like, late into the night, you know what I mean? And um, that's part of just the training that I have. Dude, you're a great proofreader. To the point where, you know, when I can't, I don't like to f- typos and emails and texts, which are rife with that shit. Sure. Like, a text is made for, like, it's that maddening thing, like, like you know, like when you write a text and then you send it and then you realize autocorrect changed a word mm-hmm. after the fact. Don't kid, don't get me started, kid. It uh, as a proofreader, as a true pure proofreader, it fucking drives me bananas. I'm sure. 
I'm sure. As a great proofreader. I'm sure you're a great proofreader. <laughs> not the best like loophole finder in, in contracts. <laughs> no, but that's not my job. A great proofreader. My job is to know if the punctuation is correct and the spelling is correct and whatever. And, you know, not everyone's good at that, including you. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm great at? Yeah. Spotting bugs and killing them. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, what do you mean, peripheral vision bugs? The movement. I can fucking get them anywhere. It comes from when I lived on West 86th Street. Yeah. I was living with a girl, and it was actually when we went off to shoot Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. And she had decided to take in the neighbor's cat. Okay. And what happened was, she was, this is New York City, she was leaving the cat food out at night. Right. And, you know, and, and every night, we were gone for like five or six weeks. Obviously, when we came back, like, our, she and I broke up the day I came back. Yeah. But I remember I would be out in my living room at night. I remember the first time it happened. It was my first night back, and I noticed she had left the plate of cat food out. Oh. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw movement. Yeah. And I, was, I looked over and was horrified to see about 50 cockroaches. Yeah. Eating big cockroaches. Yeah. And what I then discovered, like, as I looked through the cupboards, were that there were, like, cockroach shells. Okay. Everywhere, because these cockroaches were getting so muscular on this cat food, they were just busting out of their, like, ectomorphic okay. shell. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but okay. On the reg. Okay. <laughs> okay. As they, as they grew. I don't know if they do that, but okay. They, Kevin Heffernan, <laughs> you are speaking to a cockroach expert here. Okay, okay, yeah. And so what happened was... That then the next day, this is a crazy story. Okay. Is that I went and got like, you know, I mean, I killed as many cockroaches as I could. It was like, that was war. That was a right. tough one. Sure. You That's got a tough it. one. That's you a tough got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then what happened was the next day I was like, okay, like I've had all the cockroach shells all in the kitchen. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? Like she's living in squalor while I'm gone here. And so I went and got some of that like raid that you put like between the cracks. Yeah. And like on the can, it said, beware the exodus. Or Beware of the okay. Exodus. That's a good title for a movie. Yeah, Beware of the Exodus. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, that sounds like a lot of cockroaches are going to come rushing out. Sure. Me. I, like, sure. I, in my mind, I said. Beware of the Exodus. And I was like, all right, here we go. And, like, so I sprayed it down the crack, like, behind the sink and, like, you know, behind the cabinets. And it was like one second, two seconds, three seconds. All of a sudden, like, a hundred cockroaches came busting out, oh running up the walls. Oh, my God. And made it probably like a foot or two up the walls, and then just started falling off, dropping. Oh, down. dropping it. Okay. You should have had a backup spray too on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. But mm-hmm. the, but the raid did its trick. But then, obviously, there were still more cockroaches who knew that this was a house was a source of food. Probably for another three months, I was dealing with just cockroaches coming out of the walls, like because this had been a spot. Ugh. And so I'd be out there in the living room, and it was like, what's down there underneath that house? Yeah, well, so it's like I would know. I would know that they were coming. I was like, I just, I could be looking in one direction and I would just fucking see a cockroach. There we go. Bam. Get it. Bam. Get it. Bam. Yeah. As I've never lost that skill now. I, like, if there's movement, I fucking see it. I'm like a cat. I had the same way. You know what the irony of it is? It was New York City for me, too, which you'd think like living in a city, you would lose that natural habitat kind of peripheral vision thing. You know what I mean? That's like a, a thing you have out in the jungle. Mm-hmm. But no, I always remember that. Sh- like you would be sitting in a room. Like it was more for us mice. In the three three in a row places I lived with all dudes. Yeah. And it was always a mice problem. It was yeah. Bleecker Street, which I don't. You remember one night? I remember. We caught like six mice in, in the sink. Yeah. There was that place, and then the flop house, which is the next one, where I lived with. We where eight eight guys lived. Right. And then uh, on Broom Street. Uh, and it's just whenever you had dudes, and it, 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 we were dirty, and shit was all the place in New York City, and. Mice were everywhere. Yeah. And you could see, like, you're watching TV, boom, there's one out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, like, like, what, like I got so good, like, I saw one, and I fucking whipped my shoe and nailed it. Jeez. Killed it. Dude. Mouse. Whoa. I, it, my skill got honed. Yeah. At that apartment. It's never left. Yeah. Anyway, That's go. That's great. Uh, I am great at uh, creating Christmas cards. Okay. Speaking Fa- of the season. Family Christmas cards. Yeah. I create the best family Christmas cards that there are. Yeah, you are. It like, helped. people don't uh, rally. Like, they usually they take, like, a, just, like, a pretty picture of their family and put it on there. I don't even rally to do that. Which I find kind of... Yeah, I know that. But the people who do rally... The Cliffords, Carrie Clifford, our, our frequent guest. Yep. Uh, she does the same kind of cards you do. She has good cards. And they're good. Good cards. Yeah. She um, does good cards. She does good cards. 
I'm look. I'm looking forward to what you're going to do this year. It's already done. Uh, I'm just okay. waiting for it to come back from the printer. Okay. So uh, it was supposed to come yesterday, and they haven't shown up yet oh today. Oh my god! And it's send um, them out. It's getting to be that time where I can get them out. But um, yeah, I always incorporate my kids. I always do something abusive to them in a fun way. Okay, and, cool. Uh, I like using my kids as props in a Christmas card. Hey, what what are kids for, dude? Uh, we've been doing it for ten years. Mm-hmm. So we broke out all ten cards mm-hmm. and we walked through them and talked about them and then made the one for this year. Okay, and as a result, I think they are hams. They are big hams, my kids now. Big yeah. hams. Yeah. Although still whiny, like whiny actors, when I get them into the photo shoot, okay, right. every year, cry baby. So that's our nature, isn't it? We yeah. actors, we're just yeah. whiners. Just whiny. Can I be done now? Yeah. That kind of shit. Sure, sure. Where's the food? Where's my per diem? Sure, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, okay. I am great at making love, Kev. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I owe it all to my mom. Okay. Oh my god! I don't even no, know. because what happened? That's disgusting. No, because what happened was that she taught uh, me well. You ever seen Spanking the Monkey? Is what happened with Kevin Heffernan? <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. All right. What are you? What are you talking okay, about? Okay. So like, like she and I, we always had a very uh, open communication, sure, communicative relationship. Okay, buddies. Like the night I lost my virginity, I walked in. It was light outside, and yep. uh, she said, uh, "Are you wiser to the ways of the world?" I said, "Yes." And she said, "All right, you're not in trouble. Go to bed." <laughs> you're only 12 years old, though. Yeah, I know, I know, but that was the cool thing about it. <laughs> and um, and then, okay, but what happened was my senior year in high school, yeah. I had, uh, I had uh, sex with a girl. Okay. And the reviews came back. For after. the 50th time. The reviews came back that it was it was just okay. Oh, okay. On her part. I remember that stung me. Whoa, 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 whoa. The reviews came from whom? Uh, a, a kid told me, like, you know, I was talking to a kid that summer, and he was like, yeah, she said you were just, like, okay in bed. Whoa. I was like, whoa. Okay, okay. And so I remember like going... We call around, that hearsay in the legal business, but okay. Okay. Well, I, I said... Um, Did you go confront her? No, what no. What the hell? It's like, uh, I didn't care. What but, the, Julia, what the fuck? Hey, Julia, what the hell? I thought we had something. I thought we had a beautiful night together. Yeah, what the... No, but what happened, I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I want to know how to be a good lover. Ooh. And she said, uh, well, the... Um, person who you are with makes a difference in the temperature of your hands and your breath i was like no mom the temperature of your hands i'm not talking about that and your stuff. breath i'm in trouble i'm not, right there i know i just struck out yeah i was like <laughs> okay one, one so clammy and stinky is that what we're talking about here yeah so am i good or bad would you say okay. no but then i was like mom i don't talk about that i want tricks of the trade oh okay and then she shifted gears she's like okay well what you want what your father does Oh, is geez. he attacks oh. several different erogenous areas at the same time? Okay. And she was like, he does, he will do that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like it whipped out my no card, but like she, okay. she taught me a couple of different things. She Maybe was like, you should do a seminar. She was like, change the angle a bit. Like he'll put a pillow underneath. You know, okay. Like, and then the funny thing was is that then like after that whole like great talk, she's giving me all these female sure tips. Yet they all seem to be coming from your your father. Well, my dude, my dad, Latin lover, dude, bro. he's a Latin lover, the yeah, true I mean, Latin lover. It's ultimately him, okay. But she, you know, she was you know kind enough to share with me. Yeah, but I was like, listen, you know, just so you know, like, or I was like, and like, do you guys do it often? She's like, yeah, we, you know, we do it fairly often. I was like, and like, how do I know? I just want to stay out of the way. And she's like, well, if we ever get up and go to bed at the same time, that probably means we're gonna do it, okay? Because married couples, she's like, you know, you go to bed at different times, sure, and stuff. My like, wife goes to bed at 9 p.m. I go to bed at 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, if we ever get up and go at the same time, that's that's one. And she said, um, also, if like we go to bed and then like a couple hours later you see one of us like walking around, yeah, that probably means we were okay doing it. Right. And so I'll never forget, like literally a week, like that weekend, we were all like, uh, it was the summer before I left for college. We were watching Center Live or something like that or a movie. Yeah, yeah. And like... Uh, I was in the chair. My parents were on the couch. And all of a sudden, my dad was like, well, okay, mijo, we are going to bed. And they, like, got up at the same time. And I started walking down the hall. And I was like, I remember, like, looking at them being like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. And my dad, like, gave me, like, he, like, he looked guilty when he looked back at me. And, like, they walked down the hall. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. I'd, furtive look, guilty furtive look, look back at you. Two hours later, I've totally forgotten about him walking around. I bump into my mom in the hallway. Yeah. And she was wearing a nightie. And it's Uh-oh. like, it's, honestly, it's like a cockroach. Like, my eye. Just went down, and there's a little wet spot in her uh, oh, nightgown. Oh, my. It scarred me for life. Goodness gracious. Anyway, boom. Yeah, maybe we should have a, a future episode where you just give sex tips. 
Okay. Would you like that? Sure. And you can give him in English and give him in Spanish. Okay. Pone sus manos en el culo. Seeing as though that's what you're great at. Yeah, I'm great at it. I'm great at sex tips. I'm great at it. I'll even tell you funny, another funny story next time. Okay. okay. Not right now? No, not right now, because okay. we have to go. Okay. All right. Love you, Chew Crew. All right. Hey, Chew Crew. I'm going to chew some humble. I'm going to chew some bragging. Uh, will we do a Christmas one next week? We should. Okay. We should. Okay. Maybe we'll do a Christmas one, and then we'll get back to the things we're great at. Okay. It's my, my hope is we can do a Christmas one next week. So, Chew Crew, uh, good luck Christmas shopping. And good luck preparing for the holidays. Stay safe. Stay cool. Don't drink and drive. And always be chewing. ABC, always be chewing. Oh, I love that, Queen. Always be chewing. Mm. We've got to make an ABC shirt. I know. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 